Hi, you're listening to Las Primas Dicen. This is our unfiltered truths about motherhood, teaching, and our life experiences. I'm Lolo, a 25-year-old mom to my two girls, Olivia and Elena, a wife, an eighth grade teacher, and I'm here to show that there's beauty in the struggle. And I'm Pam, a wife, first-time mom to my baby boy Elias, seven years strong in the teaching game, and a current student of life. Thank you guys so much for joining us for episode seven. If you haven't caught episode six, we revealed a little bit of the origin stories of how our marriages started and what we're, you know, going through now. So go back and listen to that if you haven't already. Thank you once again for supporting us and giving us feedback and Pam. Yes, thank you so much. As always, if you have not followed us on Instagram, please follow us at Las Primas Dicen on Instagram. Um, today, we are going to be talking about a very important time in motherhood. It's that fourth trimester, aka the newborn stage. <laughs> it's rough. The newborn <laughs> stage is rough. And I think I mentioned this on another episode that I had seen a post on Instagram and it was a mom basically, um, you know, like doing a PSA that mom should stop scaring moms. And I don't know how I felt about that. I was like, skirt, like I'm not trying to scare other moms when I talk about the newborn stage and how difficult it is. I think that the newborn stage and the realities of the newborn stage are things that new moms need to be prepared for because you know it's it's like expectations versus reality you think what when you're going into this as a new mom and you've never had a kid before like you know it's going to be hard but it's hard you know it's really hard so today we're not only going to talk about the struggles of the newborn stage because yes the hard you know, it's really hard and the lows are lows, but we're also going to be talking about the positive, you know, parts of the newborn stage. So the lows are lows and the highs are highs in, in the fourth trimester. Um, so let's start with just, yeah, let's start with, with the struggles. Lolo, what have been some of your major newborn stage struggles? Well, since I have two newborn stage like experiences, right, with Olivia and then Elena, I will say I feel like my newborn stage with Olivia was a lot more difficult. And I think that's just because she was my first child, you know, aside from the fact that uh, there was some differences there with sleep and breastfeeding and this and that, you know, it plays a factor. But overall, just being a first time mom and having this child that literally depends on you. And it's very similar to what Pam was saying in episode like five about mom guilt, how you feel like you can't even go to sleep, <laughs> right? Because your child may die in their sleep or whatever. And maybe it's not the case, but that's just how you feel. So with the newborn stage specifically, and I'm thinking, I'm trying to think back actually to when Olivia was first born because I wanted to be more authentic to like the first mom struggle. I just remember as soon as Olivia was born first things first you're super tired like i'm talking postpartum right now you're super tired after giving birth to this baby and now this baby depends on you wants to feed on you like that's it you no longer belong to yourself right so automatically it's like a huge shock especially if you're somebody who's very like independent doesn't really have any like nobody um tied to you or whatever you know and for me i just remember 
like the thing is that with um like breastfeeding specifically i always felt kind of like this pressure and it's the same thing that we mentioned in our breastfeeding episode come on guys y'all gotta watch the episodes i mean listen to the episodes <laughs> um with the breastfeeding episode i always felt this like pressure like oh to breastfeed to breastfeed to breastfeed right and then when i actually got the newborn and i got the newborn like if i bought her right <laughs> <laughs> when my newborn came out and I attached it to the breast for the very first time, dude, I don't know if this happened to you, but literally when this baby effed up my nipple right there, because she did not, she did not latch on well. When that happened, I was like, oh, hell no. Nah. That, you know, <laughs> it's like that meme. This is, that's the moment she knew she effed up. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, like I knew I had a baby, but then in that moment where I realized, oh, this is going to be a struggle, like this is going to be hard, right? Um, but the biggest thing for me, I would say, is my lack of sleep. So when the baby first, you know, that first night with the baby and the baby waking up, you know, every two hours, sometimes less. I remember Olivia was waking up like every hour, dude. The freaking exhaustion was so real. I was like, what have I done? I love this baby. It's true what they say. Like once your baby comes out, like you've never felt love like that. Like you see this baby and you're like, wow, your heart is just like, it triples, quadruples, whatever you want to say in size. But then you're like, what did I do? <laughs> this baby only depends on me. So yeah, so the beginning was literally just, you know, sleep deprivation, me having a bunch of anxiety and depression, like, cause that's real, right? My family was going through a lot. My uncle had passed away at that time. So that was like weighing really heavy on me. The anxiety of just like feeling like, am I going to be able to do this? You know, you feel like when you're pregnant, you have nine months to like prepare but then when the baby is there, you're like, oh, crap. Like, can I do this? And not, and not only that, Lolo, but you were in North Carolina, away yep. from your mom, away from your dad, away from your sister, away from everyone. You were doing it on your own. Literally. And it was so scary. Honestly, I will say the time that I was most scared wasn't even like feeding the baby, changing the baby's diaper, none of that, which is hard to get used to too when you've never had like interactions with babies, which I did have because I have like little cousins that my mom used to babysit and stuff like that. But the hardest part for me was literally taking Olivia a bath. Like learning how to bathe a little newborn baby, I was so scared all the time. <laughs> um, but I do want to say, for me, the newborn stage, I guess we're kind of talking about like the negatives or po the whatever. Negatives. We said pros and cons, yeah. right? But for me, I would say one of the biggest negatives with the newborn phase is just the fact that your child doesn't have any really sense of expression. And then if you have a child that's very, very, I don't know, I was going to say cry baby, but that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Sensitive. <laughs> Yeah, like you might, it's so hard to understand like what is what, you know, once you learn like different cues and stuff like, like now with Elena, now that I'm, I, you know, I'm doing it for the second time, I know I can say, oh, she's hungry. She's this, she's that, even though, yes, every baby's different. But I kind of know. And when it's your first baby, just trying to figure out what the hell is wrong with your baby. <laughs> like, is it pee? Is it hungry? Is it this? Is it that? It's so overwhelming. It's just so much. And I don't even know really what to talk about right now because i'm just like i'm bombarded with thoughts right now so i'm gonna let you talk Pam. okay well for me i think that one of 
my struggles was not being able to breastfeed Elias, which led to postpartum anxiety, depression. And like we spoke about in the first episode, there was a lot of stigma and a lot of just societal and community community pressure um, to breastfeed. And that whole process was a struggle for me. Um, Sleep, I knew, I knew from the, like even prior to a life being born, I was reading up on baby sleep. I was following pages about baby sleep. I already knew what the game plan was and what we had to do. And I was very, you know, in my head, I'm like, I'm going to be very strict with this sleep schedule regimen because I need to build a good foundation in order for Elias to be a good sleeper. And I was thinking about that prior to Elias being born. I think that I've done that, right? So now that Elias is almost a year old and he's a great sleeper, I'm like, yes, I did that. But during the newborn stage, the constant waking up, because the newborn stage is the first four months. In the first four months or the first three months, you're not sleep training your kid. You're, you're, mm-hmm. You know, it, the baby is not developmentally ready to be sleep trained. So like you were saying, Lolo, the exhaustion, the, 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 the sleep deprivation, <laughs> it is on another level. It's on another level. And that was so hard for both Fernando and I to deal with. And I think that us being so tired led to different arguments and fights um, between Fernando and I. So just also another difficult part of the newborn stage is the relationship between you and your partner. I feel oh, like yeah. in that newborn stage, that's when it's the most shakiest. Yes. <laughs> do or die. If y'all can make it through the newborn stage, if y'all can make it to the newborn stage, y'all can make it through anything because who? That newborn stage was trying on my marriage. Um, I also feel like I was always scared. And now, in retrospect, I can say that, yes, I did have postpartum anxiety and depression. Uh, I was just so scared that every single day something bad was going to happen to Elias. I was like, he's going to die in his sleep. He's going to get SIDS. He's too hot. He's too cold. Uh, He's this. He's that. It was just... Every little horrible thing that I could think was going to happen to Elias, I thought about. And and that's, you know, that that's my truth. I hope it isn't yeah. the truth for, I, I don't want that to be the truth for a lot of our new mom listeners who are listening in. But that was definitely mine. Um, giving the baby a bath was definitely scary. <laughs> my mom did have to help me for the first few baths and you know me I was like oh my god he's gonna slip I'm gonna let him slip he's going to you know hit his head on this plastic tub he's gonna break his neck like crazy stuff (laughs) I swear I just I was just horrible thoughts um let's see I think also the first three months Elias was suffering from reflux yeah and that was definitely a struggle for us every time he would have a bottle 
he was so fussy. He was so fussy after that bottle. He would cry. He would like contort, you know, his body. Like he would, you could see that he was visibly in pain. And we had, you know, called the doctor several times, went to several doctor's visits and let them know, like, listen, something's happening. Like he is not happy after, you know, his bottles. And the issue with his reflux, it was that silent reflux. It wasn't because you know what? A little bit of reflux is actually normal for every baby. Like, you know, spit up mm -hmm. is normal. For your baby to spit up after a bottle, that's normal. But again, Elias was like in pain. He actually wouldn't even spit up a lot of his milk. It's just he would drink it and then just be like moaning and groaning and wiggling around and just not happy and so we had we had to give him like mylocone after every bottle and that was such a hassle like i was just talking to fernando now we were laughing about it i'm like you remember when you know we had to give um elias a bottle and that after every bottle we'd be like bring me the mylocone like we would yell across the <laughs> bring me the mylocone and it, yo we went through so many bottles of mylocone and it really did help um elias's reflux we tried the gripe water we tried then the doctor like ended up like um uh giving us like a prescription for for you know for like a treatment for his reflux uh that's when we got you know the notice to change his formula to neutralizing yeah oh lord let me tell you about the newborn phase a struggle is a financial struggle for me oh yeah you know i feel like they tell you like babies are going to be expensive and that's true mm -hmm. but i feel like you can pick and choose like like you know i'd be getting elias toys and stuff like i don't need to get him those toys like he's fine with you know with playing with like a box right so if you choose <laughs> for your you know, you, you, you pick and choose the, the expenses, right? But I felt like, man, one of our biggest struggles was, and still to this day, we're struggling with that because he's not a year old, but it's the Neutramagen. That formula yeah. is so flipping expensive. It's $56 yeah. for the, for the big tub. It's Alimentum too. Correct. And it's- That's like, what Elena's on. And it sucks. It sucks that like, oh, now my kid has to be on like the special formula, the <laughs> most expensive formula. And now he's like the only one drinking this while other other babies are drinking the, you know, what what's the what's the like regular one? The end um, one, man. But you know what? This is a little hack for the moms out there because I do this, okay? No shame in this game right here. <laughs> when you go to the doctor's office, you can ask for samples of whatever milk you want. And even if your kid's on that, like Pam, like one year old, ask for samples. Do you guys have some neutramogen samples and take that home? Yes. Okay. I do that. I've been doing every time I go to the doctor's, and I have. Well, now I got um I got on wick now yes wick okay <laughs> but <laughs> spirit fingers, spirit for, fingers wick. for the wick <laughs> but previous to that I was literally out here like y'all got samples and my doctors were hooking me up giving me a lot of samples so that's a little tip for the moms but I want to talk a little bit about my experience with the newborn phase back to like Olivia, like I was saying, because me and Pam have a little bit of a difference there where she was um or she fed Elias formula a little bit quicker than I did with Olivia. So breastfeeding Olivia was like so rough. Number one, just getting used to it. And then, like I said, I fed her directly from the breast and I'm talking about not even pumped milk for like literally the first year of her life. So 
that was really hard because she was i guess not getting full from the milk or i don't know i've never to this day really understood if she was just using me to soothe and be a pacifier <laughs> or if she was you know hungry but she was literally feeding and i remember up until she was like five six months she was literally feeding every hour and a half like not even waiting the two hour mark so she was on my boobs all day and that was so traumatizing for me <laughs> i felt like i did not belong to myself anymore at all when you know that happens when you're a mother but like i felt like to the extreme like i can't even do anything because i remember this is like tmi but i remember this one time i was sick i had i don't know what i don't know if it was food poisoning or what but i was on the toilet with diarrhea for like two hours straight and my daughter started crying because she wanted milk and I was breastfeeding this girl on the toilet while I'm having diarrhea because she would not stop crying until I attached her to the boob. It's funny, but it's not funny. I remember that I felt so shattered. I was like, no. I was like, I can't even like be sick without this baby attached. This baby's a parasite killing me. Like, <laughs> right but that's really how i felt and i feel like there's a lot of breast breastfeeding moms that probably could relate to that now when it comes to elena it's a little bit different because obviously i breastfed her actually directly only from the book for one week that i did pumping for three weeks and then she got on formula and when she got on formula same thing that you're saying pam all these issues with like allergies all this stuff she had diarrhea i mentioned she had diarrhea for like almost a whole month and then they had to put her on alimentum but I feel like Elena, and I always say this, which is a little bit messed up. I feel like she was like, they're both gifts from God, okay? But I felt like she was like a gift from God to me because my struggle with Olivia has been so hard that it was like, I'm going to give you a nice, peaceful baby <laughs> that sleeps, that like, you know. So Elena literally has not given me much trouble at all. The other night, last night she slept seven hours, but the other night she slept like nine hours straight, and she's three months old. So to me... Good job, Elena, right? Yes, good job, Elena. I think also me and Lewis have gotten better because it's exactly what Pam was saying. With Olivia, there was so much tension. Like, I was the only one feeding her. So then at the point, and I was exhausted, like I said, feeding her like every hour. So at the point where like Olivia would need a diaper change or something and Lewis would tell me, you change it, I would be like, what? <laughs> Me? You want me to change it? Well, she's on my boob the whole damn day. You can't change this diaper for me? You know? It brought about a lot of fights because I felt like I was doing literally everything. So with Elena now, it's different because, you know, Louis is more present just because he's not working like he was in the military those long hours. We're both at home. And... Um, yeah, he's just able to do more for me. So he'll like change her diaper. He'll feed her, especially now that I'm feeding her a formula. So he'll feed her the bottle. So I feel a little bit less weight. And then I also feel like we communicate better. We spoke about communication a couple of times on this podcast, right? Yeah. We just communicate better. If I feel like that day I've been doing way too much, then Lewis will understand and he'll like take over for the night or, or the next day or whatever, you know, before I would not communicate anything. And that made the newborn face harder. Like I would literally just bottle stuff up until like a month or two passed by. And I'd literally just blow up on Lewis and like cause a lot of stress and drama on our relationship. Yeah. The newborn struggle is real. I remember that Fernando and I, we're in the hospital I had to get induced. So that was Sunday. And then on Tuesday, 
I had an emergency C-section because the induction wasn't, you know, Elias was not doing well with the Pitocin. And after the C-section, I had to stay in the hospital for three more days. And Fernando and I, like, even before Elias was born, we were already so exhausted. And when we came home, it was so crazy. We were so excited. Like we were in the hospital and we're like, we gotta get out of here. Like we were begging the doctor to release us. We're like, please. And uh, we did not leave early because after C-section, you have to uh, stay three days. And not only did I have a C-section, but I had preeclampsia. So they were not letting me out at all early. But when they finally let us out, it was so crazy because we like it was hard right from the get-go with like taking Elias out of the hospital and like he was so small for the car seat. Yes. <laughs> Fernando didn't even want to put him in the car seat. Yeah. It was yeah. so terrible. Like Fernando was like sweating, trying to like adjust the car seat. Like we in the straps. Trying to adjust the straps. <laughs> I'm like on the wheelchair, like holding a light. Like, what is taking so long? The guy from the hospital, the guy like the guy who like brought me down in the wheelchair had to like help Fernando with the car seat we put Elias in there Elias's small ass head like he was so tiny in that car I was like right from the get-go it was like it was like what (laughs) this was not supposed to happen and we were like so scared driving home we had to take the highway Fernando's like terrified I'm holding Elias's head up right in the car seat (laughs) I'm like what is happening this is not how like I was terrified in the car I was like this is not how like you know what I think it's funny that when when your baby's a newborn like that like any little thing that you feel like is not no quote unquote normal, you start freaking out. Like the baby could like sneeze a couple of more times than usual, and you're like, oh my god, the baby has a cold. Yes. <laughs> like, just, the baby's sick. The baby's sick. And I am thinking back, and I remember I told you this. Olivia got croup. She got a virus. Right when we were in North Carolina and she was two months old, I believe. So she couldn't really have any real medication, but ultimately they did give her like some oral steroids or whatever, which helped her. But I just remember when this baby started like not breathing, I was like, oh, hell no. Like, I literally said, my whole mundo. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, my baby's going to freak. And you know something else is that mom girl. I was like, my baby's going to freaking die. And it's because I resented breastfeeding her all day. <laughs> I was like, God is like, stop being ungrateful. You better lose your baby. Like, I was like, it's my fault. It's my fault. That's the mom girl. But I was so scared when this baby got that virus because she could not sleep laying down. Like, celeba, celeba, whatever, in Spanish. Her air would just, like, completely cut off, right? So then I took her to the hospital. She went to the hospital three times before they gave her the steroid name because they don't try to give the babies medicine unless it's, like, serious, serious, you know? So I went to the hospital that first night, and they told me, oh, just put her to sleep, like, in a rocker, in a chair, in anything. Like, nothing that's, like, laying down. I tried that. This poor baby was out here, like, wheezing. You could hear it, like, if she had asthma or something. I went again to the hospital because she was so bad. Like, I tried the whole, I tried everything. The whole, like, get in the bathroom and put the hot water, the hot shower, whatever, create, like, a sauna, I the vapor, all that stuff. I tried everything. She was getting worse. So I took her to the hospital again. And then the third time I took her to the hospital, they were like, oh, they diagnosed her with a croup virus, whatever. It happens a lot to babies who live in the cold. 
and it was cold in North Carolina when she was born. She was born in November. It was like 30 degrees or something. And they gave her the steroid drops. And I just remember that day that she got the steroid drops, she was already like looking a little bit better. And I was just like praying to God, like, God, don't punish me. I love my baby. Like, this is so hard, but I'm going to do it. Like, just asking, please, Lord, don't take my baby. And she got better within like two days. But I feel like moms will really be out there like, F this baby, right? But then we're like, no, I love this baby. It's so like, your emotions are so, and that's, that has to do with postpartum too, like the hormones and stuff, but your emotions are like, oh, I can't stand this baby. And then like, oh, I love this baby. Yeah, so so with the, with the bad comes the good, right? So we both shared our, some of our, some, not all, right? Some yeah, of our struggles yeah. um, during the newborn phase, but now let's talk about, and I'll start like, the the positive or the benefits okay. or the you know the great moments so i just feel like i was during the newborn stage always so proud of elias and my mom calls elias un guerrero which is like a warrior because mm-hmm. despite his reflux and despite all that stuff you know he was just like a developing growing baby until this day i'm like i i just he's 11 months old and he's done things that I'm so proud of. I'm like, this kid walked at eight months. He is swimming at 11 months. And this is not the newborn stage, but you know, uh, he's just always been so smart and like, so just like advanced. And I remember he was born at, he was born six pounds. And that first, uh, the first month, appointment when the doctor was telling us like oh he's in certain percentiles it was like oh his weight he was in the eighth percentile for weight and in the two percentile for height and my heart dropped (laughs) like what and mind you mind you i got to the doctor's hyped i was so happy because he was born at six at six pounds and then when his first month he was already up eight pounds and I was like oh the doctor's about to like tell me like the best news ever (laughs) and I was like oh my god he's in the eighth percentile but since that time every single time that Elias has gone back to the doctors he's always gained in weight he's always went up in height and slowly but surely he's like you know 40th percentile 50 percentile and not that that matters not that that matters because that whole percentile thing like Mm -hmm. it's not really it's it's like misleading a little bit, but still, I always, you know, felt during the newborn phase, like, man, like he's doing so good. And just, and just knowing that again, he was growing and developing is such a, it fills me like with so much happiness. I remember doing tummy time with Elias and all babies hate tummy time. Like your baby will cry their lungs out if you put them on tummy time. But man, in that newborn phase, I put Elias on tummy time so much and he hated it. He hated it. But he would like fight through it. And he'll be like, all right, I'm gonna try to get my head up. You know, I'm gonna try to get this head control. And so when you see things, you know, when you see them doing tummy time and when you see them get their head control and when you see them like with their first little like smile or laugh, you're just like, oh my gosh, this is worth it. Like the sleepless nights are worth it in those in those moments when, you know, your kid smiles, when your kid coos, when they laugh. 
I agree with you completely. And I feel like with me, especially with like Elena now, I'm like seeing the difference between, you know, a child that is a little bit older. So like Olivia, my oldest is two years old. I can see that the newborn stage is actually a lot it's just a lot more calmer. The newborn stage is actually a lot more calmer, believe it or not, because my two-year-old is out here jumping off the walls. <laughs> She's out here causing chaos. And so actually, fun story. I'm going to let you guys know exactly what happened right now. She is obsessed with me. She has mamitis. It's true. And this happened today, like two hours ago. So I was taking a shower and I brought her with me to the bathroom. I was like, okay, stay here. Watch the tablet because she has like a little tablet. Yes, I'm not those moms that don't. I need the, the tablet because <laughs> I need to keep in check a little bit. So she was using the tablet and I said, okay, stay here. Watch the tablet. I sat her down on the toilet. And I was like, mommy's going to take a shower. I'm going to be looking at you, whatever. I was taking a shower, but I was washing my hair today. And I, for, I kid you not, not even one minute, or it might have been one minute. I closed my eyes just to rinse my hair. And when I opened my eyes, Olivia is splashing water from the toilet bowl splashing splashing wetting her whole clothes and everything and i was like oh my god like elena right now in the newborn phase literally just stays there she rolls around a little bit you know i know that if i leave her for one second she's not gonna completely destroy the house <laughs> but olivia is on that destroy the house tip she is ready <laughs> She's ready to cause some chaos. So I will say that is something that I have enjoyed. Just remembering like, oh, look how peaceful it was to have a newborn. But also chaos because, you know, especially as a first time parent, you're stressed about every little thing that they're going through. But overall, though, I'd say, you know, the beauty of it all is just watching them grow. Like Pam said, like even thinking about Olivia now, I'm like, I got emotional the other day. Like two days ago, I was like, my baby's going to be three years old. She was born like yesterday, right? <laughs> Just thinking about all the milestones that Olivia has had. And Olivia and Elena, both of them, similar to what Pam was saying with Elias, they were such tiny babies and they still are. Like Olivia is not good that by any means right i mean she is um in height she is like they said she's bordering like three and a half like what the age or what typically those three-year-olds are like but she's uh, still pretty skinny elena you know had microcephaly the little small head diagnosis that drove me absolutely crazy i had to take her to get an mri and all this shit Ay, ay, ay. But um, yeah, my babies are little, but just watching them grow, they're my, even Olivia, she rolls, I mean, Elena rolls completely over now. So just things like that, you're like, wow, this is my kid. I love Elena her. is so calm. <laughs> she is the calmest, cutest, just chill. Yeah. She will chill. She if you put her in her bassinet, she's good. Chilling. Yeah. yeah. So that's a blessing. Yeah, that is that is a really good part about the newborn stage is that they are so chill. You can they just lounge around all day. Yeah. You can actually cook, you can actually clean, yes. you can actually do things in the house, and all you have to do is strap them bad boys into a, a little, you know, swing or even carry them around on a carrier or put them mm -hmm. on a bobby. And you know that you don't, you know, they're not gonna they're not gonna move from there. Exactly. But once they start getting a little bit older and more mobile, you gotta, you know, now it's like you always gotta go, 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 go. You have to be like con cuatro ojos with four eyes on them. <laughs> yep. But I think it's beautiful. It's a beautiful experience, you know. And I was telling Lewis, I was like, I used to think like 
if I didn't have children, I would never be happy. Right. And I think that now after having kids, it doesn't take away from the fact that I love my kids, but I realized, you know what, if I didn't have kids, let's say I wasn't able to have kids, like I would be okay with that. I would be okay with that. But I do say that children definitely do add so much joy to your life. Like that's the main thing. And in the newborn phase, when you're kind of just like going through it, those moments of joy, that's what helps you get through it. You're just like, wow, I love this baby. This baby makes me so happy. Like all of the happiness definitely overrides whatever whatever struggles comes from it. Another, um, another thing that I love about the newborn stage is that the babies were so just like cuddly and you could just mm -hmm. hold them and kiss them all day long. And now every time I have to pick up a lies, I'm like, babe, I can't pick up a lies, pick them up, bring them to me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to mess up my back. Like picking him yeah. up. I'm like, Oh hell no. I literally, when I pick him up, I have to do like a deadlift type of movement. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I have to think about how am I going to pick him up because I cannot blow out my back picking this man up. He's a whole man. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, just them being so lightweight and and like cuddly and they just so cute. And if you hug them, they'll just stay there. Like now, Elias, like I'm like, give me a kiss, and I'm like holding, his, <laughs> I'm like holding his face. I'm like, give me a kiss, you know. And when you're in, when they're a newborn, you can just kiss them, and they just stay there looking at you. <laughs> Yeah, it's so sweet, honestly. And when you walk in the room, Elena did that to me earlier today. I almost died. I like walked in the room. I didn't even no le hice muy carina, and she just like started smiling so big when she saw Aww. me. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> they're so cute. But that's it. I'm done. Two and done. I'm not out here having a big family. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely want more. I definitely want more. So I know that I'm gonna, you know, have to experience that newborn stage again. But the last thing that I want to leave you all with before we close is it gets better. It gets mm -hmm. better. The newborn stage is hard, but there mm -hmm. are so many beautiful moments in that newborn stage that you will never get back because your baby will never be that small and that young and that little again every single day that passes is a day that you'll never get back and they won't be little forever so in the midst of the struggle the exhaustion the anxiety just try to find those pockets and those moments of bliss with your newborn and it gets better lolo I just want to add one final thing. My whole thing with newborn space is that I feel like what makes it even more stressful is the fact that you're trying to do everything right, right? You just want to get it right. And so for me, I realized that just wasn't possible. There were people who were telling me, ponle el gorrito, like the little hat on the baby to sleep. And then other people were saying, no, don't put the hat. Like that's how the baby releases heat. If the baby's too hot, like this and that, the baby's going to suffocate. Just like, okay, do I put the hat? Do I not put the hat? Like all of this stuff. I think just try whatever you feel is right. Because you know, as moms, uh, while we're pregnant, we do a bunch of research. So do whatever you feel is right. If it works, stick with it. If not, try something else and don't keep trying to, you know, listen to what everybody says. They mean well, but it's just going to stress you out and make it worse.
So enjoy your baby. They're not little forever. Look at mine. She's three years old. She better be three years old. And I feel like she was born like yesterday. So just enjoy it. The good and the bad. You'll laugh at it. You'll reflect and you'll be able to carry it on to other children if you have other children. Yes, ma'am. And with that, we're going to wrap up. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you guys tune in to our next episode. Con muchísimo amor. Las primas. Besos.